0: What's up, hybrids? Welcome back to another episode of the Phantom Hybrid Podcast. This is Hanako, and I am here with Anthony, Lori, and Mike. And we are discussing the series finale of A Discovery of Witches. And I know we all have thoughts about this episode. We're going to start with just our general overall feelings about the episode and then we'll get into it because there are some things I know we all have complaints about and then there are some things that I was overjoyed with so um overall thoughts what did you think about how they ended the series
1: to be honest it's like I feel like it kind of let down but see but it's like okay like for me like the the last episode was more of a penultimate episode than this one was. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I felt I felt like getting rid of Knox, then Matthew getting captured. And it's like the whole way that they did whole Matthew's whole final thing kind of bothered me. I just I didn't like it. I just it, okay. it just so it was something with that. With it I was just like, I'm not sure why I don't know why you did it like that. Okay. But I mean there were there were some certain good parts like um I enjoyed her putting Satu in a bad situation. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> okay. I don't but, know
0: why um, I let you talk first.
1: <laughs> I, look, look, I had to get that out. Okay. But I like the fact that Philippe is back in the fold. I thought, I I'm, I mean, not Philippe, not Philippe, Baldwin. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. glad Baldwin finally saw the light. Um, I The only thing, the one thing I really wished was that Gerber got what he deserved we'll, we'll talk we about all yeah. that he got what he deserved mm-hmm. but he didn't and it's like i kind of like what they did but then it was kind of it's kind of like a letdown it's like once it was over i was just kind of like that's it okay like we're not gonna get any more y'all gonna leave us like this it, it was it kind of left me wanting like and they did and and for what we thought that they were setting us up for something else like you know it's like i don't Personally, I don't feel like they set us up for anything. I feel like they just ended it and are like, all right, bye. I was like, okay, so we know you're doing something else, but you didn't say anything else about it. So it's like, what's going on? Well,
0: I will say that um, I watched their live event that they did on Thursday night. And that question was asked whether or not the story would continue. And all they said was, well deborah you know deborah has other stories out there and right now we don't have anything going on but i will just say continue to watch this space that's that's all they said so i don't think they have anything planned as of right now
2: first of all first of all continue to watch the space i know you you don't you why would i continue to watch the space yeah. if you haven't like mm-hmm. given me something like yeah but my my final thoughts. I'm sort of like Mike. Um, the promise of what they set up for the final episode, based on the last episode that we watched, it, it, it wasn't there. Like mm-hmm. it was. I, I had a one 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 moment. <laughs> I really did. I, just, <laughs> I was like, it's like really really good foreplay and then the main event you're just like that's it that's what it's all about really and um I, I don't know i guess so first first dana was obviously overpowered because there was no reason for any of them to have come of than borrowing yeah, we'll, helicopter. yeah yeah secondly Kind of cool seeing Baldwin holding the baby at the end. I was like, you know, welcome back and whatnot. And thirdly, the number of times I wanted Isabel to rip Javir's throat out. Yeah. But I'll I understand why not. We'll, so yeah, mm-hmm. we'll get to that. So I felt like it was almost like two and a half episodes, like, abridged in, like, um, what were the little pamphlets we used to get for the books? Crib Notes? Mm-hmm. Yes. It was like, yes. a, it was crib like a Crib notes, yeah. Note episode. Yeah. Cliff, Cliff notes. yeah. Cliff Notes. Yeah. Cliff note episode of two and a half episodes. And I'm going to go back and say something. The amount of time they spent showing your boy driving around in his Tesla in the countryside, they could have taken all that away to give us like a legit battle between Satu, we we'll and, we'll talk
0: and, about that we'll talk but, about that in us we'll talk about a that a
2: lot event. a lot of wasted time a lot of wasted space and just a lot of let down and like you know wet paper towel stuff that's it
3: okay As oh
2: oh one, one last thing i called it first season the demons. Yep. We'll we'll talk
0: about that because that's going to be the first thing I really want to get into depth with. So yeah. Okay. Lori. Okay.
3: Okay. First of all, I watched this with Mark and Mark basically agreed with with Anthony's uh, wife that that it is an adult CW show. Um, He said it reminded him of the Vampire Diaries, which I thought was hysterical. Um, I liked the ending. I would say they stuck 80%. The issues that I have is that they went to a certain point and there was one thing that was really important in the book, which they didn't do in the series. And that is at the end of the day with the book of life, it is the demons, but they designate that witches, vampires, and demons are not creatures, but they're human. And they almost went there and they didn't. And it pissed me off. So they're not creatures. They're human. Okay. Second point, somebody who should have got got in the book didn't get got and I'm pissed. Might be a vampire, gray hair, really pissy. Last thing, I think it was beautifully done. Uh, I wanted a longer episode. I wanted them to wrap up a lot of things. I think that the way that they wrapped it up, if you're a casual viewer, you would have been satisfied. Mm. Um, I'm 85% happy, 15% really pissed off uh, how they handle certain things. And I thought that that tango at the end was ridiculous, stupid, and not needed. That's all I'm saying.
0: It, it Actually, you probably missed the most important part of that scene. But it was it was there for a reason. And we'll, we'll talk about that, too. Um, for me, I mostly enjoyed this episode. There was a lot of, um, emotional parts for me, but most of that took place in the back half of the episode. The first part of the episode, the first half, I think, um, I was very disappointed in because I feel like there were certain things that they built up not only over the three seasons, but over this season in particular, and I feel that the way that they handled it and how quickly they handled it was a letdown.
3: Mm.
0: Um, I do feel like they left some room for future products, but there was some, there were some storylines that they did not really put a resolution to, Jabert. And I felt very disappointed and very upset about that. It's kind of like you gave us, you gave us this big buildup to him ultimately being the architect of all of this drama for the most part. And then he gets his, you know, he gets this moment in the congregation chamber where he's basically being put in his place. But the issue of him setting up all of this by killing Philippe in the first place is never brought up, is never revealed to the congregation. And the only thing Diana says to him is, your day is coming. And that's it. That's the last time we see Jaber and everything else is kind of implied as far as certain things that happen, like Domenico getting Venice back, but we don't know what happened to Jaber. And that pissed me off. Um, The emotional parts of it and everything that happens like towards the end, I loved it. Yeah. But let's get into particulars and we don't necessarily have to go in order, but um. Let's start with the whole everything that happens for Matthew's rescue. Okay. Ah! Okay. So at the. Mm -hmm. Go
3: ahead. Okay. Just going to say it. What happens to Matthew in this episode happens in the first third of the third book. So once they read that, once they get him, it takes him several months to recover and he still doesn't quite recover for him to go. Get a couple things of his sire's blood and heal. That was one of my big problems. Because they basically kill him in the book. He's literally months and months. He's uses a walker. He can't breathe right. He's all jacked up. They think he's gonna die on this episode. A couple drops of his blood, he's fine. No, he I didn't. You know, know what? I didn't I didn't feel like he was fine.
0: Like Matthew in this episode was probably. I one I felt like again we we always talk about we don't know how we can't really gauge time because sometimes they give us like these episodes where when you see things happening it's obvious it's been a few days or a few weeks so we don't know exactly how long Matthew was there in that in that kind of semi-comatose state but even afterwards when he awoke I never felt like Matthew was the same Matthew. He seemed a little bit more to me. He seemed a little more, bit more human.
1: Um, he was really, you know, frail. just the
0: way he was. Huh?
1: He was really frail. Like he yes, was, he, didn't, he didn't look the same at all. He wasn't the same imposing figure that he had been for three, four, three seasons.
0: I mean, if if you even think about it, the way his hair was uh, was styled was a little bit different. It 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 felt a little more natural, a little more human. Um, the way that he was sitting there at the table with Hamish playing chess or even just in the church making his carving, he just seemed a little bit, I don't wanna say less, but he did not seem as indestructible as he had the rest of the series. I felt like he was a little bit more, um, probably closer to human than he had been since he turned. So that, that's just kind of how I viewed it. He, did, yeah, he didn't. He didn't seem like the the same old Matthew. It seemed like it took a lot out of him, and he was still in that recovery fray uh, phase as the show ended.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's just, I mean, you could tell that whatever Benjamin did to him took like a lot from him. Like you, like he was basically. It seemed like he was two breaths from being dead when they finally got to him, and mm-hmm. and and t- took him back to set tour. I mean, he was basically. Done like and
3: mm-hmm.
1: well, and it does seem. While mm-hmm. I agree that you know it should take, I mean, I think it, in in the state that he was in, it should have taken him years. To, it should have taken him at least a year to get back, maybe two, maybe more, because he was really he wasn't himself. I mean, he might not ever be himself again. Like he might, I mean, yeah, like you said, he might actually be. He, he might. He looked like he was starting to age. Like all the all the years that he didn't age started to come back like almost instant like like almost all at once like he seemed like he was in really bad shape and but we also have to remember
0: he didn't benjamin didn't have matthew for as long as he had philippe like philippe was captive for months going through that torture he only had matthew for probably less than a day or two days so, I don't think the damage was as severe as it could have been had he had Matthew longer.
2: I think it didn't seem like maybe he was not only draining Matthew's blood, but he was replacing it with whatever, whatever concoction he had created.
0: Yeah, he, he said as like, much.
2: Yeah, like he was basically taking away everything that he had and mm-hmm. replacing it with something else. Mm-hmm. So, that, that probably changed him drastically yeah yeah
0: yeah um but at the beginning there when they're all trying to figure out where matthew is and they bring baldwin in i will say i liked baldwin better in this up episode than i have all season and that's because yeah. he came in he knew he wasn't wanted but like diana says i asked him to come and she shows it to him and he immediately picks up on The watch thing. He says, I have just learned that Jaber was at the root of this all. So Domenico did what we thought he was going to do. He told it all. And this is the first episode that I've actually seen a little bit of genuine affection between Isabeau and Baldwin. So when I saw that, you know, I was like, okay, you know what? Baldwin is on this side. I don't know how long that's going to be. But for right now, he's on that side because he's trying to, you know, find Matthew. Because when all is said and done, Matthew is his brother. And he just found out in the last episode, you know, when Domenico said, what has been the source of your downfall, of the Declaremont's downfall, Baldwin answered Matthew. And Domenico said, that's because that's what Jaber wants you to think. So he realizes too And this has got to be humbling that all of this animosity that you've held towards your brother for all of these things that he supposedly has done. This was all orchestrated by someone else, someone that is supposed to be beneath you because you're the leader of not only the congregation, but you are the vampire representative, So Jaber is kind of beneath you in that sense, but he's the one that's been sitting here orchestrating all this destruction against your family and you fell for it, hook, line and sinker. So that had to be a little bit humbling for Baldwin to have to come into that house and be like, yeah, you know what? I should have listened to y'all. I should have been doing this. Let me do what I need to do to help.
2: It was so humbling that, you know, later he tells Matthew, like, I don't even know why Philippe chose me to do this because mm-hmm. clearly I'm not equipped and Matthew's like no he chose you for a reason mm-hmm. and it's almost as if Baldwin never fully accepted the role that was given to him by Fleep. it's almost as if he's been trying to live up to something that is not real like Fleep maybe was hoping that he would actually be his own person and make his own choices and mm-hmm. decisions and he's been trying to make Philippe decisions. When he should have been making Baldwin decisions.
0: Not only you know that, I mean? but he's been trying to—he's been trying to do the opposite of what he thinks Matthew would have done Matthew, because he—he right. he had his own personal, like, rivalry with Matthew,
2: for, which didn't for need whatever. to be there. Yeah, yeah. but in which you know, like you said, Jabir basically manufactured for mm-hmm.
0: him. Yeah, you know. he, he probably recognized
2: yeah. recognized Baldwin's insecurity from the beginning and played on it. Yeah. That's essentially what he did.
3: Well, yeah. well, the interesting thing is that Baldwin, when he gives Diana the temporary, you know, one-day pass to be the De Claremont, in the book.
1: That was awesome.
3: In the book, he gives it to her completely. He resigns. So at mm. the end of the book of life, Diana is the De Claremont representative permanently for the congregation.
0: Mm. Okay.
3: Because he, he says in certain no in certain terms. He goes. I was never the right person for the job. I would like, like Anthony said, he kept trying to do what he thought was opposite of what Matthew. He never was comfortable with the idea of leadership. So when Diana was there, he's like, gives her the key. He signs everything over. He says, "I'm out." It should have been you all along. So we saw a good representation of that, you know, in in this episode because I kept waiting for him to say that it was her job permanently but they didn't go that far but no Baldwin has never never uh really and truly wanted the role but he inherited it because he was the oldest now the thing that bothered me is that if you've got a brother that comes in and is not well liked and everyone's like oh what's he doing here and all this other stuff and he comes in he helps to to me he should have how can I put it did a better job of apologizing to Diana for all the crap he put her through. Does that make sense?
0: Yes, but I think, I think for me, I like the way that it was handled because, from what we've seen of Baldwin, Baldwin has never been that sort of humble and yeah. um, emotional. Uh, again, let's let's put that in baldwin is not emotional especially this version of baldwin that we've been seeing so for i think for him to go to her and say i'm sorry that would have felt a little out of character for me mm-hmm. but for him to say i recognize you as philippe's blood sworn daughter and i'm making you the declare representative and the way that it happened in the show like he walks in nicely dressed with his orange tie and everything and when he says to Jabert, I'm not the declare my representative today, I'm not here as the declare my representative today, and steps to the side and Diana mm-hmm. walks up. I was like, That's the biggest apology Baldwin mm-hmm. could have ever given her. Yeah. The yeah. look okay. on Jabert's face was ooh. Ooh. Baldwin's apology. And ooh. I was perfectly okay with that.
1: Oh, if oh. That was awesome. That was- and and the way, the way that um Domenico came was like, okay
0: and pink. Right, right. Domenico just came in like, <laughs> I, Word that God. was the best apology Baldwin could have given her. I was here for it. I was like that to me, for her to be able to walk up to Jaber and look at that look on his face and all the looks she gave him in that whole time, that was all the apology. That was Baldwin saying, you know what? I am sorry. I Please forgive me. I am fully on board with the Declaremont family, Declaremont Scion, whatever I got to be. I am a full, and- full Declaremont. Uh, you have my allegiance. That's what that was to me.
3: And then she had the nerve to turn around. They show a shot with her Birkin. Inside the Birkin It's the book of life. Go, girl.
2: No, What was funny was someone was holding her pocketbook for her. like. <laughs>
3: like that's a broken nobody touched that it's like
1: i'm watching it i'm watching it right now and it's like after after she put the key down and the smirk that domenico gives when he's putting the key down on there is just classic and then she takes the key and walks away and Jaber still has his hand like this like
0: what the fuck just happened what just happened yeah yeah yeah
1: it was awesome it was beautiful yeah Oh my So wow. it ago.
0: while I- they're while they're getting ready to go rescue Matthew, Isabel and Marta are standing at the window and both of them just kind of look at each other. I said, oh, Jabir must have shown up. And Isabel is just like, I'll take care of him. I'll deal with him the way he walks in and just kind of takes off that jacket and gives it to Marta like he just owns the place. And then you I want Amar have, to
1: just drop it. I want him just to be like...
0: And then and drop it he the has the nerve to come in and say to Isabel, I'm here as a friend. I was ready. Do you hear me? I was ready for Isabel to, like you said, chop his head off. But I knew it wasn't going to happen because I actually saw the congregation scene where she reveals the tree of life. I saw that in that live event on Thursday. So I was like, oh, okay. So he at least makes it to that point. But when I tell you when he was sitting there talking to Isabeau and then he gets up and he comes to sit next to her, like you can um, spare yourself. uh, You know, basically I felt like he was trying to tell her come to my side or, you know, kind of denounce everything that they're doing. Give up your, give up your grandchildren and all this will go away. Your son and his wife will be executed and everything will go back to the way it was. And you can spare yourself at that moment. I felt like he was trying to tell her, especially when he was like, you are a widow. I was like, motherfucker, if you think you about to come here and tell Isbo, yeah, if you, if you join me or if you be, I was ready for her to kill him
2: I, I promise you had those babies not been there or been around there be dead
0: you're right he, well, he walked yeah. in there
2: a dead man you're and right i'm i guarantee you the fact that she had grandchildren that she needed to look after mm-hmm. that those babies were real mm-hmm. that was enough to keep her from killing his ass He's lucky to walk out of there with his life.
0: He could have walked out. She could have done that. But you know what? She could have sat there and been like, "Okay, you know what? I can't do anything to you. Jack should have been Jack. Jack.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But but the interesting thing is after all this shit he said to her, she said, you know what? You can leave. You have no dominion here.
0: She said, go back to Venice, (laughs) you have no dominion here. Like, get the fuck out my house. Right. And especially did you see his face when she said. I know what you did to Philippe. He was like, how the fuck did she find? At that point, if, you, if he didn't know if if Domenico has betrayed me, did not flash across his forehead, he is dumber than we think.
3: Well, not not only that, I'm going to, again, I, now that I can talk about stuff, in the book, we have a very interesting thing which they didn't show, which they actually put into the scene. In the book, because of what happens to Matthew, Jabaird does a, one of those old-fashioned medieval things where he actually demands and gets Yisabeau at his chateau as his hostage for like four months. So every day, what we see in this scene, every day in the book, he comes into her, does the same shit, talking to her, comes back out, offers her the same deal for every day for four months. He's got her and marches up in his chateau. Okay? So when they finally leave the chateau, that's when other things happen. But so he tells her because of the relationship that was had with her maker because he was there because he was in love with her he was going to quote-unquote save her and he basically tells her in the book that you should have never been with philippe in the first phase you were supposed to be with me and because you made that mistake this is why this is happening to all of your family can you imagine four months of that
1: seriously i can imagine four minutes of that with him (laughs) And the way, the way that when they were talking, the way he said witch, it's like, I wanted to kill him myself. And like he was like, to a vampire and a witch. It's like, he, he, the way he scrunched his face up and said the words, I was just like,
2: oh. But the, the way like, it seems, I, I understand what you're saying, um, Laurie, but the way they seem to have written her character on the show, this Isabel ain't going nowhere near his chateau.
3: Right. Mm-mm. Hostage right. or not. Right.
2: Because she seems to be the type that, regardless of the outcome of what was going on with Matthew and everybody else, nobody was going to come to self-tours and get those children. Right. Exactly. Not, not without fearing for their life. Right. Because and, and as soon as they got on their property, they were probably, between her and Marta, they'd be dead. Oh, <laughs> they would oh, be. Yeah.
0: And the one thing I love about Isabel is throughout this whole series, you feel her power and you know to fear her, but she never raises a voice. She never says anything ugly or out she's of pocket.
2: Right. She's, she's always, always right here. Right
0: here. But <laughs> when she looked at Jaber and said, go back to Venice, Jaber, you have no dominion here. I felt that cut. Just like in the last season, when she looked at him and she turned around and she said, next time, send an email. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> I love her the way that she has played Isabel in this whole series just in the same way and in that same breath you're going to get whatever Isabel is there you're going to get the grandmotherly Isabel you're going to get the one that's disapproving you're going to get the one that's approving you're going to get the one that's going to dance with her son you're going to get the one that cuts Jabert off at the balls and says get the fuck out my house in the nicest of ways. I love it. I loved her.
1: And then Jabert has the nerve to say as he's leaving, I gave you every chance. Motherfucker, she's given you every chance to actually walk
2: out That's right. of here. He doesn't like, he doesn't realize had, how valuable it was to be able to leave <laughs> with his life
1: under his own power and not be carried out. Because
2: let me tell you, the right. way
0: that he is looking at her now when he was sitting next to her on the couch. And when she turned to look at him, she did this with her head. And it almost looked like if it wasn't the kind of scene that it was, it almost looked like she was going to reach over and kiss him. And he's holding his head like he's anticipating that. And she turns around. She's just like. Go back to finish. Because like-
1: <laughs> <laughs> she knows she knows exactly how your bear feels about her. He knows that. She she can give him that little bit of hope and be like, nah, Mama, mm-hmm. for real. You thought right we could get out of here.
0: Now, Matthew's rescue. As far as what Anthony says, supernatural adventures. As far as what Anthony says, yes, I do feel like her taking the vampires with her didn't make any sense. But we have to remember. She did not realize she was walking into a situation where another witch was going to be. She had no idea Satu was going to be there. She thought she was just dealing with Benjamin and knowing what Benjamin has done over the years to other witches, she probably was like, you know what? Let me just take some backup. I don't think she was worried about herself, but she didn't know what kind of condition she was going to find Matthew in. Um, And like she said, that's why she needed to bring Marcus and she needed battle. Hardened vampires because she didn't know what she was going to deal with with Benjamin.
2: Oh, I thought it was interesting that Baldwin was the first person she turned to when she was getting prepared to go. She's like, Baldwin, you're coming, right?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, because Baldwin has been there before,
2: he knows exactly. No, but I mean, like, he told them where he was. So he didn't necessarily have to go, but he was the first one she asked.
0: Yeah, but no, what I'm saying is she took him because, yeah, he knows where. But as far as the room that they were in, like he was with Matthew when they went to go rescue Philippe. So he would know exactly where they needed to go instead of her searching this big, long building, trying to figure out where he is. So I understand that. And then not only that, Matthew is his brother. After all is said and done, Matthew is still his brother. Benjamin is still unwillingly a part of the Declaremont family. So that would have been kind of sort of his responsibility as well to go with her. Now, as far as this scene and as far as what happens, her confrontation with Satu and her confrontation with Benjamin, I was disappointed in both. I felt like, for, well, one, let, let's address the Satu thing first. Satu, I feel like, was a waste of a character because there's all this buildup, all this, you know, all this with her, beware the curse of the witch with the, you know, the blood of the lion and the wolf and blah, blah, blah. And all this other stuff, her talking about it was supposed to be her and she was going to face off against Diana and all this other stuff. And all she did was throw up a few enchantments. She tried to go after Diana. And Diana was like, bitch, let me tell you something. When Satu said, where's the book? And Diana started going, she said, I am the book. And Satu started, no. I was like, really? Really? She tells you she's the book and you're just going to cower there? And then when she tried to do her spell and Diana started weaving and binding her, I loved what Diana was saying. I loved the movements that she was doing. I loved all of that, but for them to hype this up and literally Diana was able to take her out like that, which I expected she would be able to do. If you remember, I've said as much that that battle was not going to be what Satu thought it was going to be because Diana is way more powerful than Satu. But for it to happen that quickly and and just be
1: that, I felt let down. Anticlimactic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like for real, like she, I mean, for all that, she might as well just run when she saw that Diane was the book, she might as well just run out of the room and just go on about her business because it's like, what's the point? there's literally no point okay you bound her okay fine but it's like she could have
0: at least given her a little bit more run for her money like there should have been i feel like there should have been a maybe a few spells those two
1: fireballs at her i mean right
0: or something for i mean diana could have pretended and 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 let i too do what she was doing and then thrown it off me like (laughs) that tickles
2: boom this is the dilemma that i had personally On one hand, when Matthew was fighting Benjamin, it was like, Matthew's way more powerful than him. Why is he playing with him? Just kill him. Right. And then here, Mm -hmm. we get like the same situation. And she does exactly that. And it's like, I kind of wanted more. You know? Yeah. So I understand that that was the dilemma I had. But in a lot of other shows, we've seen characters who are way more powerful than the people they're going against, and we always say the same thing: it's a no-brainer. Like, why? Why is this even a battle? The person is overpowered. Yeah. Dan is overpowered, mm-hmm. and here she is in a situation with someone who's way less powerful than her. So, yeah, it mm-hmm. probably went exactly how it should have gone. I just didn't like it. Like right. I wanted a little, yeah. even Benjamin was able to draw it out a little bit longer with Matthew. She should be able to draw it out yeah. just a little bit longer. You know, their whole conversation they had just just have a conversation. Like they have a back and forth. Like, why are you doing this? Why are you even work with him? Have side explain it and talk to her about it. But no, once again, side two is basically shown again, a wasted throwaway character that really was just a plot device whenever they needed it.
3: Well, well. see, here's yeah. the thing. In the book, her and Diana actually team up together to take out uh, Benjamin, and I feel that the reason why they had her spellbound her is that they do have a sequel or a spin off. They could bring that character back. Uh, as far as the actual scene itself, I thought it was very, very weak. I thought that, again, the whole thing with the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and the whole thing, that she should have been <laughs> Just as badass as you could humanly think, because I mean, let's face it: if you go around talking shit, you better be able to back that up. And mm-hmm. the fact that she—I I guess what was the biggest disappointment—is that she was such a badass in season one. Remember when she kidnapped her? They were flying. She, mm-hmm. you know, c- she opened her up and all this other crap, only mm-hmm. to have her in a corner, cowering, sobbing, because Diana catches her and spellbinds her. If anything, if she was a weaver, which she said she was, I would have liked to see her try to counter the spell, you know, fight more. She didn't, she didn't fight, she yeah, just I like, mean, okay, whatever. And then sat in the corner, it was horrible. Well, I
0: because Diana was already <laughs> binding her at that point. So, mm. as far i I understand what you said, Anthony, like. Diana showed her in this, like, you are no match for me. You know, Satu started the whole thing with the fire, you know, beware, beware the witch with the blood of the lion and the wolf. And I, I'm I'm telling you, Teresa Palmer and her facial expressions during Mm -hmm. these scenes, I thought she was going to go evil because the way she looked at Satu, like, bitch, please. The, the facial expressions were everything. But when Satu started that and Diana just opened up her hand and you saw the weaves, mm. the, the the threads start and you could see Satu's power starting to wane. I was like, Yeah. I if I was Diana, I would have been like, which one? Because we still don't know what that means, the the witch with the blood yep. of the lion and the wolf. Well, who was the lion and who was the wolf? Like, why is that important? They never they never explained that. Explain that. Yep. But Apparently, it could have been both of them because remember, one was light, one was dark. I, if I was Diana, I would have been like, which one? And then I would have started binding her, but I would have played with her. But again, the the speech that Diana gives her and basically says, You are a weaver. She was like, We are the most powerful. We could have been the be- we could have been the best of allies, but you used your power for selfish purposes or, you know, for, to, to gain power. And that's not what our power is supposed to be for. So I understood why Diana didn't draw that out a little bit more. Cause I would have played with that mouse. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. you've been building this up all this time. I would have played with her, but knowing Diana and who her character is, it wasn't about the revenge and it wasn't about showing that she was more powerful. It was just, okay, you know what? You put yourself in this position here and you use my husband to draw me here to try to get whatever it is you think you're going to take from me. Okay. You know what? I need you to sit your ass down while I go save my husband. Right. That's basically yeah. all it was. Yeah. I have no problem with it, but I, I don't like the fact that it was so short. It I didn't like it the was fact that she walked it,
3: everybody out
2: it was budget. It was budget because like I envisioned, if it were me and I was, um, obviously, I'm not a writer on the show, but you know, I would have you know, have to throwing things or trying to do things at her and then it doesn't like, no, 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 yeah. mm-hmm. nope, mm-hmm. nope and nope. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's how. Like Snape and the Half-Blood Prince. Exactly. The really mm-hmm. the same- spells no, at no, like, mm-hmm. no, we're not going to do this right now. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna stop you from doing all this because what does she say? Power without conscious is—I mm-hmm. uh, forgot what she said, but whatever talked yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, whatever it was she said at the end. That—that that, to me, that would have been a better. But I think a lot of it had to do it. Uh, they only had seven episodes, and they didn't have as much money as they had before. But she is so—she is so not like she was like the first season Satu Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this is not how she would have went out Mm -mm. (laughs) Mm
0: -mm. but also too I think again Diana was not expecting Satu to be there Sato was a distraction from her purpose in being in that place, which was to save Matthew. So every minute she spends with Sato is a minute more that Matthew is being tortured and is closer to death. So really, I think Diana was just like, you know what, bitch, I don't have time to play with you. I have other things to do. And she shut it down real quick you know and again i'm glad i'm talking this over with you guys because when i first saw the scene, i was pissed like really that's all we get but now that we're talking it through yeah i think diana just basically was like "Satu is not even she's not even worth my time so let me go on ahead and deal with her and go handle what i need to go handle
2: yeah then that makes sense but that that doesn't discount the fact that this is not the sato that was i know did they know? They ever, but like,
0: honestly, she hasn't been that sahtu since she opened Diana up. That's true. She Question. has not been that sahtu.
3: Question: Did they ever explain why she was working with Benjamin? Just
2: basically,
0: because she wanted to get sure. at Diana's power.
3: Uh, okay,
0: that's that's okay, really
3: all. Because I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there going, did I miss something?
2: No, she wanted to show Daphne that she was the witch, but she oh, was see, the that she was the more powerful.
3: That she
0: was the witch in the prophecy. That yeah, yeah. Out that's for anybody. Wanted
1: yeah, she basically wanted to prove her little Inigo Montoya speech that she's been saying all over Venice and all <laughs> yeah. over town.
0: And yeah, yeah. Like, and like yeah. Diana told her, she said the book would never have revealed itself well, to you. I got some
1: words about that book later on. Right. You know? <laughs> also, and to go back to your point about Diana looking looking like she might go to the dark side, I wholeheartedly agree because she was literally... Like, like, like you said, the look, like she kind of like took her head a little bit. It was like
0: her facial expression, especially when she said, I am the book.
1: And when, when she was doing the little cat's cradle with the, with the, with her weaving, and like, you really thought, like, it, it was almost like she was like playing with her hair. Like she was like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I just don't understand why you think you are better than me. So, mm-hmm. how about this? Yeah, sit down. I, yeah. I got sick. I should do.
2: Oh, oh, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. And how dare she say, I told you once before, I'm not your enemy. And like, my thing is, and then what is that? Dana- that's lo- That's like Jaber coming in saying, I come here as a friend. Right. And then it's like, well, then where's Matthew? Like you did all this shit and you're gonna sit there and be like, I'm not you're not my enemy. Then why are you even involved right. in this? Like, why are you even working with Benjamin? What's what is the mm-hmm. point of that? You know? Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I mean, I know binding someone is a terrible thing to do, but Satu may have deserved it. it. Mm-hmm.
0: She had it coming. <laughs> she did. She really did. Um, so yeah. on to Matthew's rescue and this confrontation with Benjamin. Now I will say this is the part that pissed me I, off. I have, this is the I part no of words.
2: I'm just not going to talk about this because it is so sad and disappointing that I'm just going to step out of this conversation
0: because you basically built this character up to be this, you know, big bad and what he's doing to Matthew. He literally hears her coming down the hall. He looks at Matthew and he's kind of like, oh, I I felt like he looked at Matthew kind of in fear, like, oh, okay, she's here. Like he was, I guess he was expecting Satu to be able to handle Diana. So he comes out and as she's coming down the walkway, she starts doing her little, um, her little spiel about the knots and what they're supposed to do or whatever. When she gets to the 10th knot, it turns into the fiery bow and arrow like she did with Juliet. Benjamin growls at her. He runs towards her. She shoots the bow at him. He falls down dead and dissolves into ashes. I was like, Really? I mean, she didn't did even that. have to go through the whole 10-knot thing to do that because she did that shit with Juliet.
1: And what was the purpose of her getting us familiar if we're only going to see it that one time? <laughs> What's the point? There was absolutely no point in us even seeing that if she couldn't <laughs> call it up and have her french fry Benjamin. That's the perfect opportunity to get it have, have her familiar come out and handle business Worst so that she yeah. do not get her hands dirty. Worst but it's like, like,
0: yeah. There was yeah, a lot was like <laughs> like let me tell you Having Miriam there, having Gallo Glass there, and they're not able to do anything because, you know, as she said before, she was like, this is my fight. That was between you and Satu. Now, I understand the thing, too. Like, she told Matthew, if he doesn't come back, she was going after Benjamin. I understand all that. But y'all built all of this up to give us a death that took less than 60 seconds. Y'all should have given us 10 fucking episodes this season. (laughs) So that y'all could have expounded <laughs> on both of those conflicts. We could have had a little bit more with Satu, a little bit more with Diana. Like you said, Laura, we could have had them discuss what they were going on. I mean, I even said without knowing this happens in the books. I said it in the last episode that I felt like Satu would turn mm-hmm, on Benjamin mm-hmm, and work with Diana mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. he had been torturing witches. Right, right. And instead... We see a weak Satu, we see a weak Benjamin. And granted, I know Diana is like the the end all be all right now because she has the book. She probably has unlimited power But for them to build up this conflict for the whole season and then that's what we get, it was a letdown. And I feel like they did those two things quickly because they wanted to focus more on the whole book of life thing and everything that came after, which I don't have a problem with that part because that part of the episode, all that that happened after this was the best part of the episode. But this, I just feel like, yo, y'all could have gave us more than this shit. I, I can't
2: stay silent. I was going to try, okay. but I can't. It, it, <laughs> I can't. You, Anthony,
3: you
0: go first. It, I
2: can't. Was, okay. Like Mike said, she did the shit when she killed Juliet. So w- w- what was this big deal about the 10th knot? So it was obviously shit that she had done right. before. Number two, he growls and then he's dead. That's it. And you notice the barrier came down once she took care of Satu. You didn't notice that. Mm-hmm. So the barrier was down. They all could have once again.
0: But I think she told them to she, stay back. I think she she did her hand like this well, and told them to ba- stay back. And I'm sorry, even even though I'm there with her, if the most powerful witch or the most powerful creature in the whole goddamn building tells me to stay back, I'm going to listen to what she says and I'm going to stay right here until she tells well, me she to move put her.
2: a barrier, they can go anywhere anyway until after she took care of Satu, but
0: no, yeah. that's what I'm saying. After she took care of Sato and the bar- Barry came down, she still told yeah. them to stay back because she was going to handle um, Benjamin.
2: I don't know. I, I just, I'm like you. This, this was, and, and, I, and I say, you know what? I'm just going to chalk it up to COVID-19 because that's where the actor, he was not there. It, it almost looked like the scenes of him in this hospital were filmed separately than the scene with them being there.
3: They probably which, were. which
0: actor? Uh,
2: Benjamin.
3: Benjamin. Oh, okay. I, I agree with that. Let's see, Anthony, here's the thing. I understand why you didn't want to say anything because I'm sort of almost on the same point. Because in the book, the villain, and this is what I didn't understand, in the book, the villain is actually Benjamin, not Jaber. Benjamin is the one that is manipulating Jaber, and he's the head, whatever, in charge. Uh, When they finally take him out, they take him and Jaber out at the same time and it is Satu, it is Diana and here's the thing that pissed me off. There's a third witch who's on the congregation who has been using a glamour and she is actually a 150-year-old half witch, half vampire. Okay? The problem is that they have creatures who are half this, half that all throughout and the secret that Jobert was trying to hide is that they knew that these pairings of these children were happening more and more frequently after years and years of shutting it down and they were getting powerful and then the vampires were getting scared. So when they take them out, you've got the three witches together, they surround them and they basically kind of do what Sarah did last week to them and they don't even use it when she uses the spell. It's a different effect. There was no arrow, okay? She was just, I mean, they wasted time, they wasted money, they wasted my interest. I mean, everyone's right. To see her do the same trick we saw in season one, when she took out Crazy Town, not a fan. Here's my other problem. As powerful and as quick, Benjamin just stood there and looked at her like she was stupid. I would have stepped to the side. You're a vampire. Move, damn it. I'm just saying, okay, I'm heated. I'm sorry. I'm done. And and
2: the 10th knot was supposed to be a knot of creation and destruction.
3: Exactly. Exactly. The
2: arrow is Both. all destruction. Where's the creation? <laughs> yeah. I think it was also just a reuse of an asset. They had an asset that was really cool from season one. They didn't really have to work on coming up with something for the 10th knot. Hey, we, we still got this arrow thing that she did in season one. Let's do like a montage of the majority of the season one scenes. So then it has more of an emotional impact on the viewer. But uh, what about the creation part of it? Don't worry about that. They won't remember that. We just show them the cool montage.
1: Just, I mean, I just you you know, you know, they did really good create a familiar that they still didn't use. I'm still mad about that. I mean, it's like there's so many. I
0: mean, they they used it last season against uh Kit and uh what's her name um
1: louisa so i'm just but it's just
3: okay yeah but is familiar, all over the place the familiar actually gets in trouble because Galglass spends half the book trying to make sure that the that the familiar doesn't get into the neighborhood so that was a running joke that they couldn't put in the series
1: yeah um, but um, but the, yeah you're right it's just this was this really rang how i mean it's so anticlimactic. climatic it's like like nothing like it was literally over in 15 in like 10 minutes. And in, in 10 minutes, they could have they could have done in a whole episode with her battling Satu and them battling Benjamin and that whole thing getting settled, both of them getting killed, them finding Matthew and taking him back to Sator, then going about with his healing in Sator, them finding out about the demon DNA and and diana going and going to the congregation and doing all that that could have been a whole other episode too this episode could have could have given us more and been stretched into two episodes and it would and it would have been like way better they could i mean one more fucking episode that's all we that's all that's all that would have fixed all this but
0: here's the other thing too so when diana comes in and she's talking to satu and she asks Satu she's like why are you helping Benjamin he's been killing our our kind and Satu says they're not our kind they they are what did she say they offer nothing they're they're weaker than us so we're you and I are special and I'm like but you was the one who was spouting all this stuff about what you do you know what people are doing against witches blah 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 but now you're saying that you're you're better than all the rest of the witches Then not only that, she asked Diana, she says, do you remember that time I opened you up in La Pierre? And Diana says, I still have the scars. She looks at Diana says, well, I'm stronger now. I'm like, then bitch, why couldn't you feel how powerful Diana was? Mm -hmm. Diana has the book of life Mm -hmm. in her. Mm -hmm. So that makes her probably the most powerful whatever than all of them. You felt her power the first time you met her when she was jogging and her power was spellbound at that point. So why did you not feel the power exuding off of her when she walked in the, in the room and then change your mind about what you were about to do? Because if Satu was really that powerful, she should have been able to feel what Diana was and the power oozing off of her. She should have known she was absolutely no motherfucking match for Diana and she should have sat her ass down and left with her powers intact and let diana handle benjamin without so then, interfering. this is
2: why video games are the superior medium for stuff like this because this is a <laughs> dungeon and your main character has gone into the dungeon to face off against the mini boss and the boss now there are games where you can level up and be bop when you get to the end and it's a cakewalk that appears to be the case here. Player one has leveled Diana up to like the highest you can go and is playing on easy mode. <laughs> you know, and you just walk through to the end so you can get to the end cutscenes. But like, if this happened in a real video game and this was like the end, I would still be a little bit disappointed. Like, there have been games where I've gone to the end overpowered and they still level you down to the boss like they they Mm -hmm. they don't want you to be that much more powerful than the boss they want to make a little bit more interesting here no (laughs) no this had this been a video game i don't want my money back i'm like no
1: yeah this is this is equivalent to anakin slaughtering younglings it's like this was like no contest like i mean plus it's like after Satu said give me the book and Diana said, "I am the book," and she had the words flowing like all over her. All said too is like, "No, it's not your destiny." I'm like, it obviously is because she mine. has it. It's in her. She has the words. Like I, at this point, you should be like, "I right, fine, whatever." I'm going. I'm going back to the congregation. I'm snitching, so you can do what you want to do. But no, she had to try to prove that that it was her destiny, her little Nico Montoya shit. And now, and now, guess what? You got not around you. How's that feel? Huh?
2: And, mm-hmm. and even in a video game, even if you are overpowered, the boss has a whole bunch of health. You still got to battle him. You don't get to one-shot the boss. You just don't. And here we we have to one-shot the boss. And I do know why they didn't want to kill Jabir, because they want to have a satisfying ending where he gets to see his whole plan unravel right before his eyes. So that's why you know, Isabel didn't kill him where she should have because he needed to be around to get his comeuppance, you know?
0: But I needed him to, and and I know, you know, as they explain later on, that once they repeal the covenant, that all crimes against the covenant would be, um, you know, would basically not count or whatever, whatever. But Jaber killing Philippe and doing everything that he did He should have been made to stand trial for that or he should have been made to answer for that. All the talk that he did about beheading Baldwin and doing this and executing Matthew and Diana. I feel like we should have been able to see that motherfucker get killed. And I feel like we were robbed. 100
1: percent. I 100 percent agree. I mean, nothing happened to him except he got except for him being embarrassed that's basically all that happened to him and him not being in charge of the congregation but that's it it's like he didn't get smacked around he didn't get attacked he didn't get i mean all he did was get embarrassed and threatened
0: and he lost venice apparently because domenico is now sitting in his seat in his house but like I want to know. I, I'm cool that Domenico got Venice. That's all he wanted in the first place. He didn't care about nothing else but Venice. He got it. But what happened to I, Jaber? That's I what I want to know. Like, did y'all... I did, think
2: he went into hiding. No,
0: nah, I, f- I, I feel like Domenico should have personally escorted him to the city limits and been like, get the fuck out of my city. But I wanted to see that. Right. If he got executed, I wanted to see that. If he got... I. I don't know. I just feel like whatever happened to Jaber, we as viewers deserved to see him get his comeuppance. And we didn't do that. And I feel robbed. Absolutely robbed.
1: Yeah. And then it's like shout out to them like when, when, the, when the meeting started, Jaber tried to take instant control of it. They were like, ah! ah, 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 ah. This is Diane's meeting. She called it. She has the camera on the seat. She has the keys. She has the floor. But it's like he tried to do do his little sexist and and borderline fucking racist and
2: like white male mm-hmm.
1: patriarchal shit with mm-hmm. supernatural white male patriarchy shit. And it's like, I was like they were like, nah, it's oh, her meeting. She got the floor. Shut the fuck up. Oh,
2: I know we're going to talk about it, but I just want to shout out to um, when they did the motions. And it's like, I move the act. I, I, I agree like Agatha's hand was already going <laughs> up in the air. I move that we disband the con- car. I, I- <laughs> like Horsek. Oh, no, oh, what, oh,
3: oh, oh, oh.
2: <laughs> what was really
0: funny was when they made the motion for her to become the leader of the congregation and everybody else had voted except for her and Jaber. She was like, <laughs> Yep, <laughs> that's the most like she has been serious the whole time we see her. And to see her so giddy in this episode, like not only is Jabert getting it stuck to him from all directions, they just unexpectedly named her the head of the congregation. And she's
2: like I'm, <laughs> like, "I'm a little rusty on my Robert's rules of orders, but you can't make a counter motion to a motion without the motion being moved and voted on." I I mean I don't mean to be a killjoy, but that didn't seem right. Like I'm I moved that such and such, such. I, I have a counter motion. I, I don't think Robert rules work that way.
0: This is Jaber. Do you think he cares about <laughs> any rules?
2: <laughs> he, he wanted to he be his to Baldwin, you know, he could he rules. could see
1: everything slipping away. So he was going to make counter proposals and motions until until he figured out a way to get shit happen the way it was he wanted it to, and it didn't work out for him. And also shout out to everyone wearing orange at the meeting. I was like this. I was like Jibbert missed the. Did he miss the um the memo because like all the demons had orange on, and like Baldwin had an orange tie on? I'm like, dang! Like,
0: I love that orange tie Baldwin had on. Was I iron. was like, okay, Baldwin not like you today.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh goodness. Okay. Let so let yes, let's talk about this whole con- congregation thing because there was just again, like I said, the fact that Baldwin first made Diana the Declaremont representative, you know, he's talking about that and like, okay, she needs to be able to present her views. The, the congregation will never allow you in there, blah, blah, blah. Then he's like, wait, so there might be a way that we can do this. And then when he does that and he walks up to Jaber and Jaber has this He has this nasty little smirk on his face because he's like, oh, so you guys finally decided to comply. You brought the witch to the congregation to answer for her crimes. Actually, no, I'm not here as the representative Move to the side. Like if it had been a different Baldwin, I would have totally expected like some kind of shimmy over to the side while Diana walked up. That's how it felt in my spirit watching that scene like Baldwin didn't do the dance but I felt it just the same it was kind of like one of those aha and here comes Diane and she was like Baldwin has recognized me as the sworn blood daughter of Philippe de Claremont I was like yes yes and everybody else around is just looking like oh oh and Domenico is like
1: let's go let's go let's do this it's this gonna be awesome let's go
0: Oh, that was so satisfying. And then the way she looked at Jaber and she walked into the congregation, she opened up the doors, everybody else came in. And then she turned around and looked at Jaber, like, You coming? And turned around and sashayed off. I was like, Yeah, this is what we needed. This was awesome. So Diana is in the chamber to present their findings, which is what Anthony has said since season one. This is without having any knowledge of the story of the book. Anthony correctly figured it out that it was the demon DNA that was linking everybody or that was causing the, you know, the different things like literally they're saying that all creatures have demon DNA. It's, it's the one thing that links all of them. It's the thing that causes the blood rage to manifest itself in certain you know, certain humans when they transition, it could be the key to fixing blood rage for all of them. It's the reason why there are witch, demon, you know, why they're able to produce each other's offspring and why Diana was able to have, you know, babies with a vampire. It's like demon blood is pretty much the key to everything or demon DNA, is the key to everything and because of the fact that they were not able to congregate they were not able to mate with each other or with other species or whatever the case like they were completely isolated that's the reason why all of the creatures are breaking down
2: Mm -hmm. i mean when, when you first hear that witches are weaker now and vampires can't sire and demons are going crazy the only thing that is like the source of all that is the fact that they made a rule 900 years ago that they can't intermingle anymore mm-hmm. that seems to be a direct relation to what's happening yeah you know, I mean,
1: it's, it's, bas- it's basically inbreeding it's just like i mean it's like yeah. one type of supernatural being can only make with one type of supernatural being i mean it's just like having sex with your cousin and just like eventually your line's going to get watered down and you're going to have bad things happen. Mm-hmm. So they can't yes. Anthony, that was an outstanding theory. I'm very proud it of you. It? It was Good job. Anthony, you, you, you
3: nailed it on the head. It was it was, it was was perfect theory all the way down the line. And, and and with that, can I just put in one little, I, don't, I stepped away for a second. You can let me know. You can check me if I if you've talked about it. I'm going to say this right now. The bishop women need to have a stylist What was Diana wearing?
1: <laughs> Come
3: on now. I actually liked it. I'm, Mark looked at me and he said, what I, I said, I don't know. He's like
2: It looked like a throwback to season two costumes. It did. It was very I, I, I thought it was kind of cool.
3: It Okay, I like okay. It. I liked the to, shirt, but to the, the 1500s, jacket I hated. Like, I know. hated the jacket because I thought the jacket made made her look very, very frumpy. And I'm not one to call people frumpy frivolously, but I didn't like the jacket. I like the shirt. I like the pants. I like the shoes. Like the earrings. The jacket. The jacket needed to stay home. That's all I'm saying.
1: It was like it was like a fit, the 1500s meant the 1980s because she had those shoulder pads were published. Well, yeah, shoulder the shoulder
3: padding, pads. Like a lot. But the ruffled shirt, man. I'm watching this episode. I'm on my phone on Amazon trying to find me a rubber shirt because I had one back in the day and it was tight. Okay. I love that shirt. So yeah, that made me jealous on that part. Okay. and
0: Yeah. I, I actually liked her outfit, but you know what? I, I really liked the way that they dress her um, in this show because they put her mm-hmm. in a lot of blues to bring out the blue in her eyes because she has some of the clearest blue eyes I've ever seen. Like I, I don't know. It's like her eyeballs were painted on. They just, they're just they gorgeous. And every time they put her in blue, it makes them stand out more. So yeah, I actually love that outfit that she had on. Um, I don't think a lot of people can pull it off, but she pulled it off very beautifully. So I liked it. Um, the other thing I thought was interesting about all of this is the fact that apparently Philippe kind of foresaw all of this once he met Diana you know, and I'm not sure what was in that prophecy that he knew about, but he had the knowledge or, you know, to to make her the declaremont representative because he probably knew that in her time, that's the only way she's going to get whatever, whatever is found out. You know what I'm saying? So to think that they're going back to 1590 was really the perfect time for them to accomplish everything they needed to accomplish, even though when they went back, they didn't find the actual pages then, you know, or they weren't able to get the pages then, but for them to come back with knowledge of the book, with her having trained under one of the greatest witches ever so that she could fully come into her power, for her to have been able to meet Philippe and him to you know, do the blood vow to make her, her his daughter so that in this day and age, Baldwin is able to make her the representative so that she can go before the congregation it's just one of those things where it's like I like the way they pulled that part of the story together because when we're looking at it in last season we're not thinking is anything other than Philippe saying yes I give my blessing for Diana to be part of this well, family did a lot and it has it has mm.
3: consequences 600 like years later like watching. philippe either had a witch tell him of the prophecy or because he was a so much older vampire that could sense things that he was able to pick up what was gonna potentially happen foresight maybe well remember he knew
0: he he knew about the prophecy and when diana went to confront him after the whole oh, yeah. blood rage fight That's he right. had with matthew when she started he, st- he saw right. her glowing yeah. Like he could see how powerful she was going to be and how important she was going to be to all creatures. He had some kind of foresight uh, yeah, for yeah, that. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think, I, think I, I love the way that they actually did tie that in to the story. Um, but again, yeah, I'm looking at Matthew. Matthew looks just a little more vulnerable, a little more human than he had been you know but i, I i'm kind of glad that his recovery gave us a little more hamish time because we got to see hamish for more than a few seconds in this episode spoke. um he actually spoke and it was, was beautiful that that the way you know he was
3: he was reading from
0: i don't know i don't think it was shakespeare or something else but caption. yeah but they're arriving to the congregation now so i'm just i'm just laughing because you've got these new people and of course the the demons didn't go against Agatha which might predict it although I think that was just for show at this point because we don't we never see an actual conversation or you know acknowledgement of whatever it was that they were supposed to do but
1: um, I mean it, I mean yeah, Diana kind of kind of bled all the hell when she came in mm-hmm. and, and was the the Claremont chair I mean that was basically it they couldn't the one they could do and once she started presenting their case, and they saw that that they were they were going to be featured more prominently. There's no way they voted. They, they were going to vote against her. Like, are you at kidding all. me? Like, no, you're for us. Oh yeah, let's go. Sure, we're with it. I mean, it's like there's no. I mean, that pretty much blew Javiera's plan out of the water because he any any support that he had. And I still maintain that he he really didn't have any demon support at all. Period. But any support that he did have. Once Diana showed that everything was due to demon DNA and and demon blood was the key to solving all the problems, all that shit went out the window. I mean, the deal's off. Like, even even if there was a deal, no.
2: They they were almost as enthusiastic as Agatha was.
1: (laughs) Hell
0: yeah. me tell you? Agatha's reactions in this whole episode, they just made everything because when Diana first walked into the, uh, the building, she looked and she just kind of smiled. And when she, you know, when she walks in and she takes over and Jaber, of course, like you said, he's trying to be overbearing. He's trying to talk over Diana. And Agatha's basically like, shut up. And I think I even saw that in a the meme. They were like, basically everybody, every woman in Jaber's life right now is telling him to shut the fuck up. <laughs>
3: you yeah. know? oh god uh, yeah agatha was everything uh, look look for somebody who was supposed to just be a side character sort of you know maybe make one or two you know points she really shined especially this last season mm-hmm. i mean love her to death
0: yeah
2: i like when zabir says I mean, she's bewitched the book Uh, the book was bewitched long before i had it
3: (laughs) not only that
0: but so you think she's strong enough to to bewitch the book of life what are you really saying jabber
1: it's the book of life
0: right but when she when she brought that tree forth and everybody was looking it was just kind of like Okay, you know what? We just gonna sit down and let Diana have the floor. We just, we just, whatever she says, we are gonna do. And you had a couple of people who spoke up, like, okay, well, what if, blah blah. Diana had an answer for all of them. She was like, look, I'm just being polite by bringing this to y'all and telling you this, because I mean, think about it. If Diana, if this had been Satu, we would have had a whole different story, mm. because Satu would have been more. She would have been more willing to display her power and to basically say, okay, well, the vampires have been in power long enough. Now it's about to be us witches. That would have been her thing. But the book chose wisely when it chose Diana because that was never Diana's intent. Remember, Diana didn't even want to be able to do magic because of what happened with her parents. You know, she thought magic was the root of all the trouble she had in her life and she didn't want to have anything to do with it so I think that it was the perfect you know she was the perfect person to to get the power but um yeah the way that they're looking at this Domenico was like yo I smell death what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) oh goodness but this was so satisfying it would have been even more satisfying if she had told them what Jaber did and Mm. he had gotten his his punishment but again I've already said what I have to say about that I feel like we were robbed of seeing justice for Jaber and um I don't I don't know what else to say about that we were robbed
1: yeah I really I really wanted to see at at least see him get smacked around a little bit I mean damn it's like we got we got nothing nothing basically even though it, it was good to see agatha be able to welcome her kids her kids and her
2: grand, little grand i child told back. you
0: we were gonna see them come back for the finale i told you did. you were right that was You're nice. right
2: they came back that was i didn't nice. think we were gonna see him again
0: yep yep baldwin yep. has I, been baldwin has secured his place again with his family and he's made amends and we see him at the end holding one of the babies and miriam holding one of the babies
3: Mary and Chris looking really, really friendly. Yeah,
2: you saw, how, you saw how close yeah. she was. How close right. she was. Chris, Chris looked if she was like, "I'm too close." <laughs>
0: yeah, that that looks like
1: there's didn't look like he minded at all. Uh-uh. He was just sorry, like, like, "Hey, what's up?" Sorry, how
2: you going? Hey, what's up?
3: And then she. And then seeing Marcus put a ring on Phoebe's finger. Well,
2: what, what was that, what was that, that about? Yeah, yeah, whatever.
1: We we still we still we still don't have any nope. anything any resolution about <laughs> that. Well, like, well see, I feel like, like
0: I feel like as far as they are concerned, the way that they kind of ended some of the they showed us the ending for, I guess, you know, like quote unquote some of the uh people, I feel like that was kind of an open end for Phoebe and Marcus. Like that story has room to continue by not giving us a quote-unquote resolution for it so I feel like their story can continue I love that they had Matthew and Gallo Glass kind of resolve things or at least end on a positive note like you know I think Matthew he has to realize everything that Gallo Glass gave up in order to protect Diana like yeah he may be in love with her but Look at what he had to do in order to, you know, to fulfill Philippe's wish so that she could make her way to Matthew. I mean, if you're Matthew, you really got to look at it like, okay, well, this is Diana though. How could he not fall in love with her? That's what I would think. And I think I I love the fact that they've made their peace, but Gallo Glass was taking off again. And I feel like that was also a way to kind of open the door for whatever story we may get for Gallo Glass. Now, Lori, yeah. we're gonna address the, the end scene
3: because okay. you had a
0: problem with it. You know, the thing where you know they start playing the waltz music or the what was it, the tango music. Something, yeah. And and they they come in and they start dancing and it's kind of like a rap. It's kind of like a, a wrap up. It, it's a happy ending for them. They have all of the family around them. And I don't know if you saw it because it, I had to rewind. Something told me to rewind because I thought I missed something and I rewound. I don't know if you guys saw Emily and Philippe in the background.
3: Oh, so they, they did have the ghost show up.
2: They
0: were watching and, and Emily oh. Emily was watching them dance and she was clapping and doing like this. Like she was crying because she was so happy.
3: Okay, because see, okay, in the book, at the beginning of the book, and at the very end of the book, Philippe and Emily show up, Mm -hmm. and at the beginning, I'm trying to figure, oh, at the end of the book, Philippe actually talks to Diana, and Philippe is telling Diana how happy he is, he tells her he wants more grandchildren, all this other stuff, and Emily doesn't say anything to her, but she sees Emily too. Okay, all right, so now I have to go back
0: they were they were there at the very end
3: okay um
0: oh two because it's oh it's because it's playing in the background Uh, you see it
1: oh my god i
0: cry when i I I see i'm fast forwarding now right i'm fast
3: forwarding now because i i I missed
0: it oh my
1: god here's okay i I totally just threw
0: that in there couple of other tear tear jerk worthy moments matthew and jack in the chapel When Matthew says, I love you, Jack. I was like, that's the first time he's actually ever said it. And it was such a sweet scene. But then following that, we see exactly what Matthew was carving in the chapel. It was a remembrance plaque for Hugh. And it mentioned beloved mate of Fernando. Fernando. And I was. That was
3: a good one. That was a good one.
0: That pulled at my heartstrings. I was like, finally, finally. Fernando is being recognized formally by the family, long overdue, and such a beautiful gesture. I loved it. So yeah, I actually did love a lot of this episode. Like I said, there were those things that I just that that bothered me. Uh, the the quick death of Benjamin, the quick spellbinding of Satu. And not getting in a resolution as far as your bear is concerned. But I mean, Diana's family is safe. Jack seems to have, for the most part, control over his blood rage. Um, Domenico has Venice, <laughs> which is what he wanted all along. And they're going
2: to have to start.
0: And Agatha is head of the congregation they're gonna,
2: now. They're going to have to start um, going around giving transfusions from demons to everybody <laughs> to get everything straight.
0: Yeah, but I, I I think that'll be something that's easier to do now, especially because of the scientific evidence. Like they can show people, okay, this is what we have found. Like I I know that people try to do it all the time, but you can't really argue yeah. with. Because what do they
2: say the blood rage was is is if there was enough DNA demon DNA in the person that was changed with that blood rage gene, that they would have blood rage.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: so it should be curable
0: yeah they they said as much so yay
2: so they they just have to boost start boosting everybody up with demon dna now
0: yeah but i i'm sad that this show is over i really would have liked more
2: i'm sad at all the failed um, potential like there was so much they could have done with just this show that we didn't get
0: yeah but again and and we we have said this before that is one of the limitations of these series that have you know a a small number or set number of episodes like what could this show have been if we had gotten 15 episodes per season or if it had been like a network show and gotten 22 23 episodes per season
3: i just saw it you you
0: you saw you saw emily and flee yeah
3: yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah
3: My god, I missed that. Can't believe I missed it. I'm sorry that that made the show okay. Now I'm now I'm 90%. See, I
0: mean, I like I said, I missed it the first time, and then some I don't know what it was. Something told me to go back and rewind. I think I was trying to see something else, and then I just happened to see him in the background. And I went oh! and I just busted into tears. Didn't cry. Oh, the other but thing, that, the other thing that they did that I loved. The throwback to season one, Matthew's voiceover.
3: Yes, yes. I loved yeah. it. And, and, and I, what was the, oh, um, well, because I'm nosy and I, and I have nothing to do sometimes. Uh, I was looking and they did interviews with uh, the woman who plays um, uh, Phoebe. And she said, you know, the, all the right things, how she'd love to have a series, you know, be in and all that stuff. And they also interviewed, what's his name? Stephen Cree. Uh, gal glass yes and and i'm looking at this interview and i'm going well of course it would make sense that if you're going to introduce these characters to throw gal glass into uh, a spinoff along with new orleans and phoebe you know because gal glass story isn't resolved nope you know so because diana and, and Matthew do not show up in, in the, the new uh, the Time Covenant trilogy, as far as I know. So I was like, oh, this is interesting. The only thing that I didn't care for, as for wrapping up, is that there were a few things that they just didn't quite wrap up the way I wanted to. But as far as the show is concerned, I think that 90% of what I wanted to see, I saw uh certain things like them being human not just still being creatures I wanted to see I wanted to see the uh the witches who actually helped them along the way uh with Benjamin fighting him because the the ones that were in New York that were helping Sarah when she comes home without Emily that part of the book is awesome that they didn't have time to do the other thing is that the vampire witch who's like 150 years old, she actually starts becoming really good friends with Gowl Glass in the book. So she might show up later. So yeah, small things.
0: No, I hope we do get that spinoff because wait, I feel like we need it now.
3: Oh yeah, we, we need it. We definitely need it.
1: But we get a spinoff of something like either Gowl Glass or Phoebe and Marcus, like one, one of the two, just give us something to give us some clue. I mean, I, I I would even I wouldn't even mind seeing like a spinoff, just like a two-hour special where they where they show Soldier Bear getting beat, getting beat from Venice to Satur to America. Just beat them all around the world. Like I don't care. Just beat them. But I mean, to be honest, even though it was a letdown, I'm glad we did this show. Because otherwise, this is a show I probably otherwise wouldn't even looked at twice. I
0: wouldn't call this a letdown. There were certain things that that could have been done better, but I think overall, I think they did a really great job I mean, with
1: this I series. Mean, if I, mean, yeah, to, I mean, I mean, I like the episode. I mean, okay, I did like the episode. I just felt I felt like it was, I do feel like there was some certain stuff that as much as we love this show, and we all love this show, like it's a great show. Mm-hmm. I just feel like there was too many open ends, and there was too many anticlimactic moments that this show deserved better. I'll put it that way. Okay, this show kind of deserved a better ending than we got. It was still, it was still a good episode. It's just I feel like for all we've been through with these characters, like all the ups and downs that we've gone through, I feel like certain things could have been tied up a little bit nicer. Mm-hmm with a little bit better of a bow i mean we had two weavers because we they could have tied it up a little bit better than that but yeah i mean i, I still love this show and it I'm, I'm i wish i wish i wish we had
2: more you wanted to see it in a nice neat little bow right
0: i didn't expect a nice neat little bow i did expect a little bit more on certain things but like i said overall i am pleased with how they ended Matthew and Diana's story. Let me put it like that. I'm pleased with how they ended Matthew and Diana's story. Um, I am hoping to see more of Marcus and Phoebe's story since those are the books that are being written now. And if they want to throw some gallo glass in there, I won't be mad at all because I would like to see more of his story, not just how he fits into Matthew and Diana's story, but I mean, he was an interesting character that I want to see more. And if they want to include Fernando and maybe Hugh in that story as well, I wouldn't be mad about that
1: either. I mean, they could have they could have they put something in there and they could do like Demon Daycare, where they have all the new little mixed mixed up babies together, like doing causing mischief. And it's like, no. you know, the witch baby le- levitating the vampire baby. No. The witch baby's levitating the little vampire baby. And he's like... <laughs>
2: Any any opportunity to see more Ransom and Geraldine, I'm down for.
3: Yeah, Mm -hmm.
1: x. Yeah, we see that. That's perfect. That's exactly what they could do. Just like do vampires into like like Marty. No,
0: I'll uh, I'll
1: come up with a title. Yeah,
0: I was going to say no because because I'm not sure.
3: I want to hear what's about to come out. you. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah, they just
3: careful. You're getting very very close to a show called the original. We just
2: moved the show from (laughs) England to new orleans and we can have louisa and everybody there all at the same time
0: i do not need to see any more of crazy louisa i do not need to see her no
3: well see that's that's the thing that's another thing that pissed me off in the book there i think her name is freya she's another blood sister on Philippe's side and she's not crazy but she's got a lot of wanderlust and she basically is the only one in the family that checks Baldwin and tells Baldwin where to go and he actually backs down because she's not as old but she's very powerful so Mm -hmm. not and she's the sister that actually convinces Baldwin to let the scion happen so Mm -hmm. she had a pretty not a big role, but she had a, a decent role in getting Baldwin to do what he did and she was nowhere to be found. See, that's the thing I had because the book had some very interesting things. I believe that she stuck the landing 90% of the TV series, 80% on the book because just certain things just didn't make sense. But the the family, as far as the story as Diana, Matthew, I agree that's done, over with, we never see him again, but we need more stuff, we, it's too good of a world, and I
0: need, you know what, honestly, too, I need more Jack,
3: yeah, 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 I
0: need more Jack, Yeah. so, because this, I, I loved, uh, seeing adult Jack in this story, and, um, yeah, I, I I think there's room for them to do a spinoff and maybe talk about some of these other characters and maybe just every once in a while, update us on how Matthew and um, Diana are doing in the twins. But yeah, there's, there's potential for more story. And I hope that they find a way to make that happen because I would like to see it. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm very sad that this series is over though. I am because I mean, let's be honest. We've been talking about this show since the beginning, and we've not had many complaints about this show, about the way it was written, about the way it was acted. We've not really had many complaints. And again, this third season, like you said, a lot of that may have been affected by COVID as far as Different things that happen, acting changes that happened, and the shortened season—a a lot of that could be COVID. So, if it what if we didn't have COVID, we could have gotten a different, you know, a different ending for this show. We could have had a few more episodes, or you know, something like that. So,
3: well, that it's not just this show, Monica. It's a lot of a lot of shows have wrapped up, canceled that don't really get what I would consider a decent wrap up. I mean, I've been rewatching Supergirl because I've got nothing else to do. <clears throat> Supergirl, eh, they yeah, they could have been yeah. better. But again, COVID, there's uh, any number of shows are all in the same boat. I'm sorry, Mike, what was that? <laughs> he
0: said cursed.
3: Yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Even though we
0: have no, we have, I mean, we never got any kind of reason as for why no, that show no, didn't get renewed. Didn't. But yeah. yeah, but yeah.
3: Yeah, overall issues.
0: I was very pleased with the show. Um I'm glad that it was one of the ones that we covered and like I said, I'm hoping for another experience with the show. Um you know, give give us some more of these characters on screen. And now that the show is over, I am going to settle down and start reading the books just so I can, you know, kind of see what the differences were and and compare. But now I'm I'm glad I didn't read the books first and then watch the show because I, I would not have wanted the, Oh, but in the book, they did this mm-hmm. and in the book they did that, because sometimes I feel like that takes away from the enjoyment of the show. Mm. So, um, but yeah, I'm going to go
3: ahead and read those books now. And the, the compendium that I know you have a copy of, I've got a digital copy. The compendium is amazing. I mean, you could spend a couple of hours just going through that whole thing and it's, Really well. I mean, they go through histories of vampires and witches, and they explain family lines and sire lines, and and the different. Oh, it's it's all. Awesome. Some compendiums are too wordy and too weighed down. This one is well, just right. It, it it's
2: what's it called?
3: Oh
0: God! Oh, see text it to is. me
2: or message it to me, cause I would like to look at that.
0: I think the World I I of All Souls. There okay. You
2: go. Oh, do you have it, Hanukkah? Oh, cool. Mm-hmm.
3: Yep. she's
0: got a paper copy i've got a digital copy yep so any final thoughts on the series finale of a discovery of witches
1: again this was a very well put together show i love this show um i, I really i'm hoping and praying and looking forward hopefully looking forward to the spin-offs that are getting ready to come off for it i can't wait um i'm i'm really glad really glad we covered it because it's like i said i was i really wasn't checking for the show Mm -hmm. like i I wouldn't even thought to look for it at all but i'm i I thoroughly enjoyed everything and then i know i sound like a debbie downer about this episode but this episode had its moments like i really like i i I, I enjoyed even though it was short-lived and could have been extended i enjoyed like i enjoyed diana finally like fully showing how much how good of a weaver that she is Mm -hmm. and like showing like you know how effortless it is to her like you know now as opposed to when she first tried to do it like she was she was straining trying to tie the knots Mm -hmm. but now it's like it reminded me of in Aladdin when Jafar gets the lamp for the first time and he's like twirling like genie spoke around his finger like right after he rubs Mm -hmm. the lamp kind of reminded me of that like she was just like effortlessly twirling the twirling her weave around her fingers and just like you know doing it unconsciously like like unconsciously just doing it and doing getting to do what she wants so that shows a lot of growth from where she was before and while I understand I while I did a kind of appreciate the weaker side of Matthew like he wasn't like the head vampire in charge as much in this episode Mm -hmm. like he kind of stepped back and I kind of while I appreciated it I kind of missed the Matthew that was like the the take charge guy yeah you know like the guy that stepped forward and was like what are you gonna do you ain't gonna do shit you know who I am Mm -hmm. but it's like he's not it's obvious that he's not that vampire anymore like it's a, it's a big change for him, like totally, and I mean overall, it, overall is this is a really great series, and the and it was still a really good episode, so I enjoyed it.
2: Yeah, um, Lori, like Mike, I know I see a lot of disparaging things about this episode. I I did like it. I did enjoy it. Um, it was a good ending to the series. I just wish it had been, you know, a bit more. F- full fully realized mm-hmm. yeah i think I, I really believe it was right. th- there was like two episodes left on the table just from this one episode but you know that's neither here nor yeah. there um i'm like you i'm kind of sad to see it go three seasons doesn't seem like long enough for any series now <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. but you know it's, it's good to have something that you can see from beginning to the end and we got an ending to the story so i'm looking forward yeah. hopefully they do more um and that and now we'll, we'll probably watch it too but like mike yeah. i probably would not have watched this on my own um i saw it i saw the title i was like it's an interesting title discovery of witches and i had seen it a few times and then you know like i told you before Michelle was like that looks interesting we should watch it and then you're like yeah i think it was interesting we should watch it and here we mm-hmm. are <laughs> Yep,
0: yeah so i feel like you um i think i'm i like the fact that we did get a definitive ending even if for all of the characters it wasn't what we were expecting but i like the fact that we're getting open-ended mm-hmm. endings as opposed to cliffhangers Cause if this show had had a cliffhanger and then ended or gotten canceled, I'd have been pissed.
2: That happens so often. So we get shows that we like, and they get canceled and they never come back. Right, cursed. cursed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I I do like the fact that they ended the show the way that they wanted to. That they were actually able to do that. You know. So like I said, maybe we'll hear about. Jaber in a spinoff they'll say that he's probably you know wasting away in some far-off land pissed because nothing came to fruition of his hundreds of years old plans <laughs> you know you you know he gotta oh, be love, pissed you plan something for centuries and it's all undone by that doggone witch
2: i'm one of the few vampires who i love, I love the to dark see it. ages before the congregation right the dark ages
1: i would love to see it where he's in he's in like a chateau like brooding and trying to plan another something else for the next 400 years and there's a knock on the door and he goes to open it and it's Isabeau and and she's like you didn't think i forgot did you <laughs>
0: That would have been a wonderful way for them to end this okay. episode.
3: Oh, that would have been that would have been cool. Mark, Mark said very, very quietly when when uh she walks, you know, gives him the key, that walks out, he goes, man, he said, I wouldn't want to be in a room alone with him right I now. I like,
2: I like Mike's idea, but I like the idea that there's a credit scene and it's in the oh, basement my. and he's strapped to a table. Isabel walks in. You thought Philippe had it bad. You just wait. Oh,
3: see, that would have been perfect. <laughs> oh, I would have taken that. That wouldn't have been perfect. Yeah, but oh, yeah, see, that's cool. They should have done that. Yeah, that's okay. That's but,
0: what fan fiction is for.
3: Yeah.
0: Oh, no,
2: don't say <laughs> but, that. Now I'm gonna. Oh, my God. Now, <laughs> why did you say that? Yeah, exactly, now I gotta go now, look.
3: Yeah. Yes, well, Anthony. I, I, even, I we even, are, even have Microsoft Word open.
1: Just give me, give me a week. Give me a week. I'll throw something.
3: Up. We are of the school. We are the <laughs> veterans of the old school Hercules and Xena fanfic boards from back in the day.
2: Damn, it, cow. I'm
3: sorry. We got to keep it alive. <laughs> Man, oh, seriously. But anyway, um, you know, I I think that this is one of these things that unlike cuz you know, I rewatch shows mm-hmm. all the time. I think that in about 6 to 8 months from now, when I have nothing else to do, I'll throw it on and now that we have it all, yeah. I'll just watch it. Yeah. 'Cause it's gotta hit Netflix sometime soon, mm-hmm. right? Or or some other thing. And I'll just sit and, and the thing is to be able to watch it all the way through would be kind of a kind of a cool thing, you know, to do because certain shows you can just re-watch, you know, over and over again. Vampire Diaries, Grimm, Discovery Witches, you know. But this show I watched this show the first season way before we even did the podcast. And I loved it then because I thought it was one of the smartest. Uh, most sophisticated shows out there, Mm you know, because you're let's face it, you can only watch so many vampire diaries before your brain starts to rot, even though it's an awesome show.
2: I found the section on fanfiction.net. Thank you so Uh, much. Of course, you did. Of course,
3: you did.
0: (laughs) Send me the link right next
3: to the Grim section, right. (laughs)
0: happy reading send me the link but yeah i i'm i'm glad we covered this show and you know i think this was one of the one of the shows that we started covering once we started this this podcast so it's been a fun ride and like i said i hope we get to see more of these characters in future shows come on amc come on sky we need we need these spin-offs with these characters but I know that once they do that, we will definitely watch. We will definitely cover. For those of you who have been listening to our coverage of A Discovery of Witches, we thank you for sticking through with us through all three seasons. And. That's it for our coverage of A Discovery of Witches. You can find us online at www.fandomhybrid.com. We are on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Phantom Hybrid. You can watch our videos on YouTube and listen to us on all major podcast streaming platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you join the conversation next time.